y'all talk with a southern accent back with you here to start a whole new week hello i'm john rawl glad to have you aboard and we are available to all of you out there whether you talk with a southern accent kind of like me I, i got a pretty good accent but there's people who have much better southern accents than me or if you're just new to the area or you're from across the border if you're from over that mason dixon line or you're from somewhere out west dude we're glad to have you and you can learn about the south and its people and if you're just visiting we encourage you hey we may have people from not even american citizens listening to this show we appreciate all of you listening to y'all talk with a southern accent we've got a wonderful show lined up for the entire week on the program tune in tomorrow we're going to have a producer from a show on the insp network it's hosted by taylor hicks you may remember him former american idol contestant back 10 years or so ago and it's a great series and they go to different states across the country they've got five southern states featured in their brand new season which debuts today on insp and we'll be talking with mary beth from the production company that hosts the show on insp We'll be talking to her about all these southern states and some of the great things coming up in this new season of State Plate. That'll be on the Tuesday, y'all. And we'll also have plenty of football talk throughout the week. General Gridiron coming to you on Friday and much, much more here on the Y'all Show. We're going to be going on the road for the first time, officially at least, as we'll be in Oxford, Mississippi for a broadcast on Thursday and Friday. Come out and see us at the Pizza Den in Oxford as we'll be broadcasting from there. We'll be visiting with Danny Toma. Danny is the author of a brand new book about the Trump doctrine called It's Called America First. And Danny has worked in the U.S. State Department for a long time and gone all over the world for 25 years. And I've known him probably 10 years. And he's got this new book. I've heard him interviewed on some national shows and such. And he's going to actually help me co-host the Thursday Y'all America First by Danny Toma. And he'll be joining us, a good Southerner, good Mississippian. That'll be on the Thursday, y'all. And, of course, Friday will be on location in Mississippi as well. And we hope to get to all of our southern states with the Y'all Show very soon. But Mississippi is a place we're going to be going a fair amount, mainly because, well, that's where my son lives, and i got to go see him and hang out with him. So that'll be coming up later this week here on the Y'all Show. Coming up later this hour on the Y'all Show, we're going to talk about hashtag Hullabaloo's coming up. We've got also... We've got a look at the Y'all Street Business Report as President Trump got in front of a television camera the other day talking about tariffs, also talking about the highest level of consumer sentiment in 17 years, and wage growth. And we'll kind of let the president speak and also give you some response from some journalists out there about what's going on from the White House. That's coming up today in Hour 1. In Hour 2 today, we'll get into the sports recap from this past weekend, NFL, college football, even golf, big stories there over the weekend. And we'll get to Jerry Short before we close it out here today with our short stories with Jerry Short. And he's always got great stuff coming your way. Well, unfortunately, we begin today's show talking about more Mother Nature-related issues. And it's not Florence this time. A new storm is inching closer to the Caribbean Tropical Storm Kirk is gaining speed right now in the Atlantic, and it looks like it's on a southward trajectory and will go south of Puerto Rico if forecasters get this right. And it's likely to cause lots of flooding and such in this area that it's going to hit. Kirk reached 
tropical storm strength Saturday and was cruising west at 21 miles per hour. On Sunday, it was also in that westward trajectory. The storm is about 500 miles southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. Posed no threat to land at this time, but you could see it enter the Caribbean and end up causing problems in the Gulf of Mexico, potentially, if it stays on a southward track. And so we'll keep our eye on Kirk as the week goes by. There's another storm that just formed Sunday that's in the Atlantic that no one expects it to really go anywhere close to land. In fact, they anticipate it dissipating, but it did get the L name. But we're not going to bring it up to you now. No reason to bring any fears quite yet. But we're keeping our eye on Kirk right now in the Atlantic. The cleanup for Hurricane Florence continues in North Carolina, and this was something that I've never seen before. Interstate 40, not far from Wilmington, is littered with dead fish. As you may recall, the floodwaters from Florence caused the interstates 40 as well as I-95 and roads all over the place to be consumed by floodwaters. It looked like a river when it was actually an interstate. You might have seen some of the drone footage. Well, right now, firefighters in North Carolina are fishing, but the way they're fishing is they are taking their fire trucks down the interstate and literally spraying dead fish off the highway and some gory scenes across North Carolina's eastern region as firefighters are, they got their work cut out for them there. But good news is we are seeing areas where the flooding is coming down. South Carolina is still going to feel the effect of floodwaters as many of the tributaries from North Carolina feed into South Carolina. But yeah, who would have seen this coming with all these fish on Interstate 40 between Wilmington and Raleigh, and now firefighters are having to go out there and do this right now to clean up that state. Also in the Old North State, the University of North Carolina Charlotte is now offering space for white students for what they call from staff a place for people to work toward white consciousness. And they became the latest institute of higher learning to offer this space for white students to assist their understanding of whiteness. The staff in the Office of Identity, Equity, and Engagement, IEE, under the Division of Student Affairs at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, will have a conversation with attendees as we work toward white consciousness. Understanding white privilege and engaging in anti-racist practice is crucial in creating racial equality, an event description read. So that's coming from the University of North Carolina Charlotte. I just saw where some Yankee schools over this weekend Penn State was one of them. They just had gender-neutral homecoming titles for that. So just campus craziness. That was a segment earlier on Fox News Channel had something like that last year, and I loved hearing that. But, yeah, that's that's some of the latest campus craziness. Speaking of campus craziness, we told you on Friday about the school that I got my master's in journalism degree from, the University of Mississippi. Well, about Eight years ago, it changed its name to the Ed Meek School of Journalism at the University of Mississippi at Ole Miss. Well, Meek did something he shouldn't have probably done last week on Facebook, criticizing some people on the square. He's worried about the city of Oxford getting too rowdy and all that. It wasn't necessarily a direct racial statement he did, but it was not smart what he did. Well, the School of Journalism that bears his name requested that he remove his name from his building. Well, guess what? Over the weekend, Ed Meek sent out a statement, and he is asking for his name to be removed 
from the School of Journalism and New Media at the University of Mississippi, a school that he donated over $5 million to. And now he's taking it back. And I'm very disappointed in Ned Meek for not taking a stand, a rebel stand to the people that came out after him with knives over something that wasn't smart, but it wasn't something that he needed to forego a $5 million donation that gave a building named after him. Give me a break. But that's just kind of what happens now with these social media clowns that create these crusades out of nowhere. And yes, he'd made a mistake. He apologized, by the way. He apologized last week on social media, but that wasn't enough. They had to ride him, but Ed Meek should have taken a stand. He should have used a backbone and said, hey, I'll take my name off the building. Why don't y'all give me $5.2 million or whatever he gave, and I'll gladly take it off. He didn't do that. So that's the latest from that campus craziness. This is an unfortunate thing that happened in Jonesboro, Georgia. A law firm there says a jury has awarded $31 million to a boy for a botched circumcision he received as a newborn. This decision came from Georgia's Clayton County. And a lawsuit filed by the boy's family says that when he was 18 days old back in October of 2013, part of his penis was severed during a circumcision gone wrong at Life Cycle Pediatrics in Riverdale, Georgia. Again, a $31 million decision given to this boy's family over a botched circumcision. That's a lot of money. An Orlando-bound Delta Airlines flight landed in Oklahoma City over the weekend after a passenger attacked a flight attendant. According to police in OKC, the flight was headed from Salt Lake City to Orlando, where it made an emergency landing. Police said the passenger, 28-year-old Edward Moss, head-butted a flight attendant when the flight attendant refused to serve him more alcohol. And the Utah man went to the jail for public drunkenness and surely will have some federal charges coming his way. But yeah, not enough alcohol, and he headbutted a flight attendant. What a, what a moron. And he's not even from the South, but he's going to get to enjoy some good Southern jail time now. Bloomberg just came out of a report where a Seattle-based private equity firm, Privateer Holdings, has invested in the cannabis industry, and it's brought them a bunch of money. Well, one of the people in that equity firm is Michael Blue, who grew up in Searcy, Arkansas, and graduated from relatively conservative Harding University, and now he is very, very rich as a result of marijuana. Blue is part of this group, and the firm invested in a Canadian pot firm whose market value topped $21 billion Wednesday after surging more than 1,200% in the past two months. And this blue man, along with his two partners, owned about 45% of privateers' holdings as of March 31st, and so now they are billionaires off of what's going on in Canada, in the marijuana business, in the cannabis industry. After Harding, 40-year-old Blue went to the Yale School of Management. He's the chief financial officer and managing partner at Privateer, and he's worked in investment firms previously at other places. One another person making money legally, at least in this case, off of cannabis. Another drug-related story, this comes from Texas. $18 million worth of cocaine was found hidden in bananas donated to a Texas prison. The shipment of bananas came from Port of America in Freeport, Texas, and it's not clear where the cocaine entered the shipment. But yeah, trying to get it into a prison and $18 million worth of cocaine put into Dole Banana Boxes entering the Texas prison system. 
540 packages of cocaine were hidden among the bundles of bananas. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of cocaine. And I frankly think those bananas would have been valued well in, in the prison in Texas, too. And finally, sadly, Burt Reynolds had a memorial service over the weekend in North Palm Beach in Florida. About 80 of his friends and relatives shared memories of the late actor at a private service. His ex-wife Lonnie Anderson and their son Quentin Anderson Reynolds were among the speakers at the service at the Qualabom Funeral Home in North Palm Beach, Florida. Reynolds died at the age of 82 back on September 6th at a hospital in Jupiter, Florida. Among the folks at the service was Bobby Bowden, former longtime football coach at Florida State University, where Reynolds was a player, opened the service with a prayer, and went on to tell stories from throughout Burt Reynolds' life. Also, other football folks included Lee Corso, a former Florida State football coach and ESPN football analyst. He was there, as well as NCAA and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie, all at the memorial service for Burt Reynolds. And that's a glance of headlines from across the region when we come back on the y'all show we'll keep the fun going we'll have hashtag hullabaloo and before we close up the hour we'll have the y'all street business report where we take a look at business happenings and money maneuvers throughout the southland this is the y'all show with your host john rawl ah the sounds of summer And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome 
back we are. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl, a show that's got so much stuff here. We mix in news and opinion and what all's going on in our region. We've got a lot of sports. Of course, it's football season, and we've got your SEC and ACC covered, but we got Big 12 news and notes in addition to the Group of Five and FCS conferences, too. We give them all plenty of attention here on the program that's all about the South. We mix in food. We mix in all kinds of information that you can just use in so many ways. But we also have on the Y'all Show a lot of fun. And no probably segment does that better than this one right here that we do a couple times a week because it's so much fun. It's Hashtag Hullabaloo. And a happy hashtag hullabaloo to you, my friends. <laughs> we are back into the hullabaloo action after the weekend, and it's always fun to look around and see what we can find, what people had on their mind over the weekend and such. And here on a Monday, we're we're excited to, to pull out the old social media and see what's going on. Well, our first comes from Jamie Shapker a communications professional, a former TV reporter, and a former account executive at Estes PR. And and I, based on the name Jamie, it looks like Jamie is a female. It's a female Jamie. She's got one of those names that can go either way. My name's John. I don't know any other female Johns out there. I have read across a Jonna before. And I'm sure you you may know people who have you may you even may be one yourself a person who's got a name that's cross gender cross gendered name if that's the right term but regardless Jamie we appreciate her on Twitter and her reaching out with her statement and again she works for Estes PR well I wanted to find out. What in the world Estes Public Relations is all about? And indeed, listen to this. Estes Public Relations is a national PR firm with offices in Louisville, Chicago, and Charleston, South Carolina, serving a diverse client base that includes associations, health and lifestyle businesses, retail companies, food and beverage products, hotels, restaurants, and green business leaders. The PR company's many notable achievements include representing six food and wine best new chefs. Okay, and I went and looked at the website for Estes Public Relations, and sure enough, they've got some of your better restaurants across the region represented, and they do a good job of promoting not only the restaurants, but other companies that they have across areas like Louisville and South Carolina and more. But as Jamie put on her statement, she represents this company, and this company has gladly promoted on their own site that they represent six food and wine magazine best new chefs. Well, I wonder if they represent this guy, because the picture that Jamie included on her tweet this week is a very familiar southern chef that's not really with us anymore, but sort of is still with us, and is with us perhaps now more than ever. And that would be one Harlan Sanders, a.k.a. Colonel Sanders, is evidently Jamie was at some kind of event where they were having the most current Colonel Sanders spokesperson for KFC. And my assumption is Estes 
works with KFC, and she took a picture of this modern colonel at a commercial shoot, it looks like, in the craft services area. Now, if you haven't worked in television or movie production, you may not know what craft services is. That's the area where everybody goes to eat and get snacks. And that's a really, really neat thing to witness and be a part of and enjoy if you're on any kind of television show and movie set, television production, really. This is a show here. Unfortunately, we do not have a craft services department at the Y'all Show. But if you want to volunteer and raise your hand, let me get you lined up with what I like and what maybe our guests will like when we have guests here on the Y'all Show. And we'll we'll reward them with M&M's and barbecue and collard greens and some uh, sweet tea, of course, and other goodies. Got to have some good ice cream, too. I still need to find the best southern ice cream. What brand truly is the best southern ice cream that you can go and get in a grocery store, at least? I don't know that answer. If you know, please email me, y'allshow at y'all.com. Would love to get your take on who's got the best and what what's out there available, ice cream-wise. But we better need to stop talking about ice cream because we're getting ready to start putting our jackets on and warming up in, at de- during the day and night. And ice cream may not be the thing we'll be thinking about, but I like ice cream. It may be my downfall. But back to what Jamie was saying on Twitter. She had a picture of this modern colonel, and I couldn't make out who it was. I don't think it was Reba. I don't think it was George Hamilton. I'm not sure who this was because the photo doesn't, I guess the colonel looks so good, it can't really make out who this actor is wearing the current Colonel Sanders costume, but she put the picture and this statement, a colonel and his chicken. And sure enough, at the craft services area, there is the colonel with a whole tray of fried chicken that's been cooked. And this colonel, whichever colonel it is, was loading up on some good KFC fried chicken. And Jamie, thank you for that. Very good. And if indeed Estes PR works with KFC, you're doing your part to spread the word about how good KFC and Colonel Sanders is because we're sitting here talking about it on the y'all show. And boy, the Colonel looks good and that chicken looks darn good. How about KFC's campaign? What a what a good thing. You know, it wasn't that long ago KFC as a corporation was not even calling themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken when they got absorbed by Pepsi. Pepsi got all corporate on them. It was all KFC, KFC, KFC. No Colonel images, no nothing. Well, now the Colonel's cool. And Kentucky Fried Chicken's name and having that vintage 60s and 70s look is cool. And I assume it's working because they continue to use the sort of throwback imagery in their commercial campaigns. And I love that because I think it's awesome. And it's just good to see Colonel Sanders, even though he's not really with us, he's sort of with us. We appreciate Jamie putting that out on Twitter. Here's a tweet coming in from a, an address that I don't know if we would go out and share too many sweet teas together, but this Twitter account's name is under the handle, Darth Vader had more integrity than Republicans. Okay. Darth Vader had more integrity than Republicans. Well, I don't know enough about Star Wars, so I assume Darth Vader must have been a bad guy. So Miss Mrs. Darth Vader had more integrity than Republicans, whose real name, on Twitter at least, or her ID is at Rachel Brown 49. She writes in her statement, I attack with love. 
So she's lovingly saying that Darth Vader had more integrity than Republicans. Well, thank you, Rachel, for your sentiment. I wouldn't be reading this because we're all about love here. We attack with love, but we don't really attack. We embrace with love, Rachel, here on the Y'all Show. Well, here's what you wrote, and I thought this was funny enough to bring out to everybody, and so that's why we're we're letting letting her say her statement. And I thought this tweet here kind of goes along with talking about Colonel Sanders. So here we go with what Rachel put on Twitter. My kid woke up early and helped himself to breakfast of cold fried chicken. The Southern is strong in this one. Yeah, cold fried chicken for breakfast, you know, I I don't know if that's my favorite. Perhaps you enjoy that. Who would have thought? It really hasn't been that long, and I'll give Chick-fil-A a lot of credit for this, introducing the chicken biscuit. I don't think chicken at breakfast time has really been a traditional option. I, I think I'm right on this. Isn't that kind of a more last-20-year type thing? I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. And again, I want to give Chick-fil-A, in this case, instead of KFC, a lot of the credit on that. But let's say you don't even have a true chicken biscuit. You just have a piece of chicken, and and you just eat it for breakfast, as Rachel's kid woke up early and then devoured some of this. That sounds like a good idea. I mean, people eat pizza cold. Why not chicken cold? And even if it's not for breakfast, do you like chicken cold anyway? I think one of the great memories of going to football games isn't the pregame meal. It's whenever you go into a game and you put all the food on ice and you come back after the game, and especially if your team won, and you have an adult beverage or two, and then you get that cold chicken that got stuck in the cooler, and you have that, and it is really good. It's really special. And so I get why... Rachel Brown, 49's kid, may have had the chick, chicken for breakfast because it's good even after a football game late at night. Maybe down at Death Valley, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they'll have plenty of good cold chicken after a game. But yeah, kudos to your child for having that southern influence in them. And we love our cold chicken. And of course, Colonel Sanders likes his warm chicken. We just like our chicken. Chicken is kind of our unofficial meat in the South. And, boy, we love it. We like a barbecue. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to offend our barbecue lovers. But chicken is just kind of our thing. Yard bird. Yes, it is. Mike is on Twitter, at Crazy4Curls, K-U-R-L-Z. And Mike wrote, if you don't get my reference below, we can't be friends. Well, I had to look what he was talking about. And his identification of where he lives is Point Place, Wisconsin. Well, I don't know where that is, so I had to look it up, and I wanted to make sure that Mike didn't take me for a a ride down the wrong way here on the Y'all Show. Now, we don't focus on Wisconsin too much on this show all about the South. However, I'm showing my ignorance here. Point Place, Wisconsin is not a real place. It's a fictional town, and it was part of the television sitcom That 70s Show. And I did not watch that show. And I know it's in reruns, and I still don't watch it. But if you're a big TV fan and you like that 70s show, when I mentioned that Mike identified himself as being from Point Place, Wisconsin, you probably knew exactly what he was talking about. Well, that 70s show, it ran on Fox from 1998 to 2006. Had a lot of 
big stars in it like Ashton Kutcher and more. And again, it's it's one of those shows you can see on TV all the time in syndication right now. And it was something that I guess if you're a millennial or a little bit older than that, you kind of grew up with that show. And so that reference there, it flew over my head, but all of you below 40 at least probably are very aware of that 70s show and Point Place, Wisconsin. But Mike wasn't talking about Point Place when he put this tweet out this week. He wrote, you know you're Southern when you have grits and cheese and sweet tea for breakfast. Well, there we go. We were just talking about having cold fried chicken for breakfast. Well, how about grits and cheese? And that's nothing unusual for breakfast. But sweet tea? Now that one, now, now that one's up my very straight and narrow alley. And if I could, you know, be a, just overboard with my southernness, I would reach into that Colonel Sanders box or bucket, rather, <laughs> and the fridge and get me a piece of chicken too. So you got chicken and grits and cheese and sweet tea. Oh man, deliciousness, deliciousness going on all up in there. <laughs> and Mike, we appreciate you sharing that. And you know, if they'd had that kind of combination of food on that 70s show, that show would probably still be going on. Maybe it would have eventually morphed into the 80s show or the 90s show or even better, the 2000s, 20s, whatever we're in now. But thank you for your sentiment on the Y'all Show. And finally, we have a tweet from Little G. Weevil. At Little G. Weevil, multi-award winning guitarist, singer-songwriter, and a lyricist, and a dad. And Little G. Weevil blasted out, Tonight in Fort Deposit, Alabama, Southern style storytelling blues and funk as usual. 6 p.m. show, blues, southern style. And that got me wondering, okay, well, I appreciate your announcement that you were going to be playing over the weekend in Fort Deposit, but I'm a guy who kind of knows a good bit about the South. I don't know everything about Dixie, but Little G. Weevil, you threw me off when you said Fort Deposit, and I just I couldn't place where that was on the map. Alabama's a big state, and I just couldn't figure out where you're talking about. Because we were just talking about a mythical town in Wisconsin. Well, maybe Fort Deposit's a mythical town in Alabama. Well, that's not the case. Fort Deposit is just south of Montgomery, just off of I-85. I would say it's probably 30 miles southwest of Montgomery on I-85 toward Mobile. And it's in Lowndes County. And since 1890, it's been the largest town in Lowndes County, Alabama. The population for the town is roughly right at around 1,400, and it's part of the Montgomery area. And it was named after a fort that was built under the order of General Andrew Jackson, Old Hickory. And this was a supply fort that was built to serve the soldiers during the Creek Indian War. And there's an annual arts and crafts fair called the Calico Fort on the second weekend in April every year. The town was incorporated in February of 1891. And reportedly, it sits on the highest point of land between Alabama State Capital of Montgomery and New Orleans, Louisiana. So it's high on the hill looking out over New Orleans. A couple hundred miles away, mind you. But yeah, Fort Deposit. So we appreciate everybody in that part of Alabama that might be listening to us or in Lowndes County in Alabama. 
And we appreciate Little G. Weevil promoting his music and telling us all about Fort Deposit here, giving us a taste of one of our great towns. If you've got a great town that you live in or you want to promote, let us know here. We told you earlier our email address is y'allshow at y'all.com. We'd love to hear it. We love to tell stories about places like Fort Deposit and and all the neat town names that we've got across the southeast. I know there's some doozies out there, but we love them, and we love them all, and we love the south. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we will focus on our Monday business side of things, and we call it the Y'all Street Business Report. And President Trump, at the end of last week, he made a point to get in front of a video camera and promote the economy. And we're going to play some of those clips when we come back, and we've got some reporting about what he's talking about to see if what the president said is totally accurate. Y'all, is it fake news? Coming from the president, of all people. We'll find out next here on the Y'all Show with John Brown. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Download the app or text SKILL to 484848. Text SKILL to 484848 to try Babbel for free. That's S-K-I-L-L to 484848. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Stand here on 
as the house lights fade to black. Your love helps me forget. I'm working without a net. Up on the high wire, I hear the crowd begin to call. Back into y'all with John Rawl, and in addition to having our updates on news and sports and anything else going on in the Southeast, we like to also promote our Southern businesses and what's going on on the business side of things and ways to help you make money here on the program. And this is our Y'all Street Business Report on the Y'all Show. And I noticed at the end of last week, President Donald J. Trump, he's been doing this for the last two months roughly. Instead of going out and talking to the media beside one of that noisy helicopter, the Marine One he's got, or out on a you know airport tarmac somewhere getting ready to board a plane, he loves to talk to the media in very noisy situations. But he will answer questions. But sometimes I don't know how he even hears the question, or if he he must be doing this intentionally. But he's also intentionally for the last one one or two months gone outside of the West Wing and recorded a video statement like a minute to two minutes long of random things. And it's a lovely setting. I mean, it's the president. He looks nice, very well lit. The background with the flowers blooming and all, it's, it's really neat. But he did this at the end of last week, and he did it to talk about some business and economy type things. And we wanted to let you hear that here on the Y'all Show. We've got a couple of clips from the president. And then we'll kind of give the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would have said, following up what the president said. But the first statement he put out was on trade. And let's hear this statement. Some of it may sound familiar if you've kept up what the president has said about China and how other countries have ripped us off, including our neighbors like Canada, Mexico, and more. Well, here's the president in a brief statement that he put out over the weekend talking about trade. For many years, countries have been taking total advantage of the United States on trade. Whether they're allies or not, they looked at us really as a bunch of very soft touches. And that's not what's happening anymore. We've made a deal with Mexico, which is a fair deal, not the deal that we lived with where we were losing hundreds of billions of dollars a year. We're working on other trade deals, but the big one is China. Because for a long period of time, China has taken advantage of our country. And I don't blame China. I blame the people that represented our nation to have allowed that to happen, where $375 billion in trade deficits came about year after year. We don't want that. Not fair, not right. So we've placed massive tariffs on China, and the tariffs have really had a positive impact. Number one, our country's taken in a lot of money. Number two, we're creating jobs like never before. So it's very important that China open its markets to our farmers and everybody else, because right now they're closed largely, and yet our markets are open to them. But let me give you an example that you've heard. China produces a car and they sell it into the United States and they have a very small two and a half percent tax. 
which to a large extent they don't even pay. On the other hand, we make a car and sell it into China and they charge 25%. So it's 25% versus two and a half percent. And that's the way the deal is. No good, no good for us. So we're changing things. President Trump in his statement about trade from the weekend. Now, the president also put a statement out at the same time on wage growth. And according to the Wall Street Journal, a strengthened economy and a tight labor market are giving workers more confidence to demand employer concessions through strikes. In recent weeks, unions in Chicago, where hotel workers are unionized, and then distillery workers in Kentucky and crane operators in Seattle have all walked off the job to pressure employees for better pay and benefits. We're also seeing teachers in Los Angeles threatening to strike. In other words, the national unemployment rate in August was at 3.9%, and that's just above an 18-year low, and skilled workers are in scarce supply, and union officials say they have more leverage at the bargaining table and that workers are more comfortable with the risk associated with striking. Well, President Trump, knowing that data, knowing what's going on, he issued a statement about wage growth over the weekend. And let's hear the president now on the Y'all Show. On the campaign trail, I used to always talk about the fact that wages weren't going up for people. They were down from 20 years ago, and people had one job. Now they were working two and three jobs, and they were making less money. Well, I have good news for you. It was just announced that wages, for the first time in many years, for people in the United States have gone up. I'm so happy about that. That means you're working hard, but you're making more money. And that's going to continue. So congratulations. President Trump talking about wage growth on the Y'all Show. Well, the president also mentioned something about consumer sentiment hitting its highest level in 17 years, well, we're going to hear the president, and then I'm going to tell you what a CNBC article says about what the president had to say, and that's up after we first hear from the commander-in-chief. Consumer sentiment hit its highest level in 17 years. That's something very important to me. Consumer sentiment is like the spirit that people have for investing and for the country and for what they're going to buy. It means a lot about jobs means a lot about everything. During the past administration, it went down very substantially in 2015. So we're happy about it. We're on our way to a very, very special period in our country's life. When consumer sentiment goes up, that means people are feeling really good. From just outside the West Wing, President Donald Trump over the weekend talking about how consumer sentiment is up and it's reaching great levels. Now, I I like what the president says. It sounds great, but you kind of have to maybe want to, if you're a journalist like I claim to be, you need to do your double checking. And I'm not saying the president's totally wrong, but let me tell you what an article on CNBC has to say about consumer sentiment. It says consumer sentiment is edging up in August, but it remains near its lowest level since back in January. Consumer sentiment in the U.S. was opposite of expectations in the final reading of August, and a survey considered 500 consumers' outlook on economic prospects, and this index has slumped since March when it reached its highest level since 2004 with a reading of 101.4. And Consumer Sentiment Index 
in August was at 96.2, and it was opposite of expectations in the final reading of August compared to earlier months, and this rose slightly, then further weakening as economists predicted. The University of Michigan's monthly survey of consumers hit 96.2 in the final reading, as we told you, but that's better than the drop of 95.5 expected from economists polled by Reuters. Sentiment among consumers fell to 97.9 in July from 98.2 in June. So we're seeing some ups and downs on the consumer sentiment index. But as the president said, that kind of data is what makes investors feel more likely to put money into businesses and grow the economy and the consumer sentiment level, which I'm no economist. I will leave it to the experts in places where they talk more about this on a day-to-day basis. But that's what the president says. And then you do hear some some numbers that may not be quite the same as the president. But it all is very good. Even even if it is critical of the president, we're doing really well economy-wise. I don't think too many people are, are doubting that. What President Trump's got to look out for is I think he's betting on the economy being the saving grace for the general, for, for rather the midterm elections in November and perhaps leading into the big election for him in 2020. And perhaps we'll see, but perhaps for the first time in a long time, the economy may not be the aspect that, pardon the pun, trumps someone to a victory. It could be something else, including Trump himself, that actually may be the bigger factor than having a strong economy make people vote for Republicans and keep Republicans in office and help give Trump some wind beneath his wing as he looks forward to 2020 and uh, re-election. Well, that is a Y'all Street Business Report here. Got very economic on you to wrap up Hour 1. When we come back in Hour 2, we're going to start it off with a look at the weekend in sports And we'll move over later in the hour to Jerry Short, the teller of tales. And he's got, as always, some good stuff lined up for you that you don't want to miss out on. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. sounds of summer and this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring you need the fast relief of cortisone 10 intensive healing anti-itch cream unlike regular lotions cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with one percent hydrocortisone the strongest non-prescription itch medicine plus seven healing moisturizers cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again cortisone 10 feel the heal use as directed As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. 
Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Monday edition, hour two, back on the air with you. Hello, I'm John Rawl. Thanks for listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way, is going to be coming on in just a few. So stick around for some good Southern tales from Mr. Short. I know he's got some good stuff rolled up his short sleeve with short stories coming up in a few here on the program. Our number, if you want to reach out and catch us sometime, is 803-816-1170. And you can call or text that number anytime you feel like it. We welcome your feedback here on y'all the talk show about the south well we start our weekend sports review with some college football news and it may have only been the third game of the season but wake forest has fired its defensive coordinator jay Sawville. as coach dave clausen announced this move yesterday the day after the demon deacons lost at bb and t 56 to 27 to number eight notre dame and Coach Clawson said this was not a spur-of-the-moment decision. Wake is 2-2 two and two and has allowed 97 points in its past two games and in four games has given up 10 touchdowns, covering at least 20 yards. The Deeks rank 114th in the nation, allowing 484 yards per game. Wake promoted defensive analyst Tim Gilmore to a full-time coaching position and will split other defensive responsibilities among the remaining staff at Wake Forest already after just their fourth game of the season making a change as Coach Dave Clawson fires defensive coordinator Jay Sawville. Well, we thought that there may be a player being fired over the weekend on Rocky Top as Quartz Sapp is a linebacker for the Tennessee Vols 
And it came out Saturday night that Jeremy Pruitt, head coach of the Vols, said that he had asked for Sapp to enter the game and that Sapp refused to enter the Tennessee-Florida game, which was a pounding the Vols took at the hands of Florida, 47-21. to Well, this junior linebacker now went out on Twitter on Sunday and tweeted, Never would I disrespect my team, my coaches, my family, or the fans by not giving my all for Tennessee. I'm only going to address the situation publicly once, knowing the current narrative has been created through miscommunication. During the UT versus UF game, I never was asked, nor did I ever refuse to go into the game. There was a sideline confrontation, I'm sure will be resolved internally, that occurred, and the other party involved had to be restrained. So, definitely some things going on on the Tennessee sideline that, once again, is a distraction for this program that has seen its share of distractions for 20 years. In fact, Tennessee fans were really fired up for this Florida game. They really thought this could be a turning point in a statement game for Jeremy Pruitt and a, a chance for Tennessee to get rid of an ugly streak to the Gators. But we saw Tennessee absolutely was not ready for what Dan Mullen brought in to Neyland Stadium Saturday night. And it was a big-time win for the Gators, a program that had been embarrassed by Kentucky and now going to Neyland and getting a big win against their east rival, Tennessee Vols. And you see some implosion going on on Rocky Top as a result of the program. Once again, kind of starting a football season on the wrong foot. Tennessee is now 2-2 two and two on the season and a tough challenge this week as the Vols go to Sanford Stadium and face the number two Georgia Bulldogs. By the way, Kentucky, big win for them over the weekend. We'll have our SEC spotlight on Thursday, but got to give some love to Tennessee while we're talking about, to Kentucky rather, while we're focusing on teams like Tennessee and Georgia and the SEC East, the Cats. Mike Allison was our guest last week. He called it. He told us about Benny Snell and how this guy would put a brick wall on the injury list if he ran into it. And Snell was on fire. The Cats were on fire. And look out for the Kentucky Wildcats. This could be the year in Big Blue Nation for them to maybe get to Atlanta, perhaps. Could be. Could be. I know they've got a big date against Georgia, not too far down the road. The Cats have the South Carolina Gamecocks this weekend coming to Kroger Field. Another big opportunity for Wildcat fans. Looking at your college football rankings that were announced on Sunday, speaking of those Kentucky Wildcats, they entered the poll the highest of a team that had not been ranked previous to this week as Kentucky debuts in the AP Top 25 at number 17. And just behind them debuting at number 18, the Texas Longhorns. BYU made a big jump into the poll as they moved up five spots, rather, from 25 to 20 this week. They continue to be a good team. Duke made it into the rankings, jumping in at number 22. Texas Tech was not ranked last week. They had a big win at Oklahoma State. The Red Raiders checking in at number 25. Now, Mississippi State, which lost to Kentucky over the weekend, they dropped to 23, dropping nine spots in the AP poll. Other Southern teams of note to point out, in the top 25 rankings, the Miami Hurricanes are at number 16. They climbed five spots in the poll this week. UCF is at 13, moving up three in the polls. West Virginia sits tight at number 12 in the latest rankings. 
Auburn, despite winning over Arkansas, they fall a spot in the poll. They are number 10. And we have Oklahoma, which barely escaped Army this weekend, had to go to overtime. They fell a spot in the poll. The Sooners are number 6 in the latest AP poll. The Bayou Bengals had a challenge from Louisiana Tech over the weekend, but at home at Death Valley, LSU gets the win and moves to 4-0. And now Ed Orgeron's LSU Tigers are number five in the country. Top five is LSU, followed by Ohio State at four. Clemson is number three, Georgia two, and naturally the Alabama Crimson Tide, which had a big win over Texas A&M at home. They are the number one team in college football. Of course, we'll have our sports landing app on the Tuesday, y'all, where you can get a dose of various sports, including some of the smaller AAC and Conference USA and a little FCS action. We'll give those guys some love on the Tuesday, y'all. Wednesday, ACC Spotlight, and, of course, Thursday, our SEC Spotlight. And Friday, we have General Gridiron, all that ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Now, looking at some of the scores from Sunday's NFL action, and we want to congratulate the New Orleans Saints. They went to Atlanta, went to overtime. Drew Brees got a touchdown in OT, and the Saints prevailed over their rivals, the Falcons, 43-37. to The KC Chiefs knocked out Jimmy Garofalo, the quarterback of the 49ers. He may be done for the season, and they knocked the 49ers out of the game, 48-27 with a win. The Dolphins moved to 3-0 with a win over Oakland, 28-20. You saw the Redskins knock off the Packers at home, 31-17. The Carolina Panthers with a big win at home over Cincinnati, 31-21. Tennessee eked out a win on the road in Jacksonville, beating the Jags 9-6. The Ravens knocked off the Denver Broncos, 27-14. New York Giants, they went to Houston and came away with a win. The Texans are now 0-3 on the season. And finally, the Seattle Seahawks knocked off America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, 24-13. In Golf Sunday at the Eastlake Golf Club, just outside of Atlanta, Justin Rose, the English golfer who won the Olympic medal back in 2016, the gold medal that is, he picked up a nice paycheck this time in Atlanta as he won the $10 million FedEx Cup. And what a great feat for Justin Rose. Tiger Woods ended up number two in the FedEx Season Cup final standings. Bryson DeChambeau, who had the lead entering Atlanta the last weekend, he ends up third. He didn't have the best tournament at East Lake Country Club, and he ends up third in the FedEx Season Points standing. Dustin Johnson from South Carolina ends up at fourth, and Billy Horschel ends up fifth. Tiger Woods won the final event of the season, winning the Tour Championship in a big form with a two-stroke win. And it's his first win in five years for the 42-year-old golfer. But again, the, the big paycheck from Sunday goes to Justin Rose with 10 million big ones coming to that guy. And if he had not birdied on 18, Tiger Woods, who had not won in five years, this is what I don't understand. Tiger Woods could have actually won the FedEx Cup. He could have won $10 million and that tournament held the Tour Championship at Eastlake and and he hadn't won in five years. I, I don't understand how the points. In fact, they're redoing the way they do that in the next season. Congratulations to all those golfers. The golfers are now done for their professional deal. I believe the Ryder Cup starts this coming weekend. We'll have more information as it's Team USA versus the Foreigners, and we'll have an update on that and who all is going to be playing in that. But that's a fun tournament for golfers, and we'll uh, 
again, focus not only on the PGA, but the LPGA and more. But uh, unfortunately for you who like golf, including myself on that, the next big tournament for golfers won't be until, well, well into 2019 as they do have the new season starting, but most of your major golfers don't participate in the fall in major tournament or, or in tournaments period, and you won't see them start popping up until usually the Hawaiian tournament. That's somewhere around Christmas is like the first tournament where you see a lot of participation. But hey, they they've earned it, and people like Justin Rose with a ten million dollar payday, hey, he's got to go out and spend that big money now. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jerry Short will be our special guest, and he'll talk about his tales from the Southland. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned to the Y'all Show. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. And you can find us on Twitter, at Y'all Show, and also look for the Y'all Show on Instagram. John Raw, your gracious host, back with you here on a Monday as we get our week going. And, of course, on Mondays we bring on the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short, and Short Stories. Jerry, how are you today, sir? Yes, sir. I'm wet. 
It's what? raining in my part of the world. Yeah, it's it raining in a lot of places, and, and weirdly enough, about half the south over this past weekend, it was very, very hot before getting wet. So, oh, I mean, it was just, uh, I thought 106 heat index in Grenada, Mississippi. Yeah, I know, yeah, I, I, I mean, saw people 96 were... 96 degrees, yeah, go ahead. In other parts, maybe along the eastern seaboard after this hurricane has come through, man, they were really suffering in, in the Carolinas because of heat of all things. That's the crazy thing about natural disasters like that. It'll be so awful, windy, rain and all that, and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere it'll be just humid and hot. All that moisture starts coming up out of the ground and just goes through you, you know. Yeah. Makes a sponge out of you. Yeah. So uh, you're doing good? I'm doing well, doing well. How about you? Uh, uh, I'm getting by. <laughs> I'm getting by. And... Uh, I think last week we were really serious about stuff. <clears throat> I think I kind of told you I would try to think of something a little bit more on the light side. Yeah, well, and, you know, we need that because we're getting close to winter time, and in the winter time, Jerry, you might be like a bear, and you might want to go hibernate. So, uh, golly, that's kind of in the, the semi field that I was thinking about. But really, anyway, um, I was going to talk about uh, everybody. I think knows Billy Donovan, uh, cotton broker. No, I don't know him, but I've heard about him. Everybody in our part of the world, I guess. I'm well, if you don't know him, if you, what, what's the Tom Cruise movie that was filmed in Memphis? The first. Oh yeah, they used his building. It was uh, the firm. The firm, and they used yeah. that the Cotton Exchange building in downtown sure Memphis. Did. Was sure built did. Mr. Donovan's headquarters. Yeah, um, you know, he got started. You know, you always wonder how people get started, and and I've, I've been knowing a lot about him because you got a lot of land. Uh, in North Mississippi, because that's where they got started. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he had a uh, his mother's great granddaddy, I think, or great great granddaddy, uh, when railroads first started coming in. They put these little short lines, and and I wish it was my short line. They, do not. <laughs> they put these short lines to haul cotton out of uh, Tunica, I think, was the original one because that's where. Her uh, her great great granddaddy, Mr. White, I believe he was a White and uh, name, and he uh, he got well, he was partners. Now get this, of all people, he was partners with uh, he was a colonel, and the reason I remember Pendleton his middle name is because uh, there was a general Pendleton at Vicksburg battle, but uh, and also sunk the uh, Star of the West in uh, the Tallahatchie River, but uh, anyway. Um, I think I'm correct on that, but, but, but he's general Nathan Bedford Forrest and, uh, and Colonel Pendleton, uh, Pendleton, uh, Donovan started these railroads and they started shipping cotton out and that grew into gosh, dog, what it is today is, you know, Donovan enterprise incorporated is tremendous, uh, uh, business and worldwide. I think he was the first person to ever sell cotton to the China and sells to 80 or 90 countries around the world. But, you know, that's not what I was really thinking about. I was He was one time owner of, uh, of the Memphis Showboats. And that, was that was, yeah, that was the USFL mm-hmm. franchise mm-hmm. in Memphis that Donald Trump owned the New Jersey Generals back right. in the early 80s, and Donovan owned the Memphis franchise of the USFL. And some of you appreciate being a Carolinian uh, or Carolinian. How do y'all, what do y'all call y'all? We're Mississippians down here. But well, we Carolinians, we just like to call ourselves 
the real South. So we were kind the of just Southerners, and you're, everybody else is kind of honorary Southerners. Okay. I call us Deep South and y'all East Coast <laughs> South. But any, any, anyway, um, what I was going to say about uh, Donovan and all and all that kind of stuff up through there and, and getting to be so big and, and worldwide and, and it, it progressed down to him and he owned, when he owned the showboats, they did, they had such good attendance in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl that he actually thought that they were going to get the next uh, pro franchise when they offered them. And they offered two and Charlotte, North Carolina got one of them. Mm-hmm. And I forget who got the other one. 1995, the Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars were the expansion teams. Well, Donovan thought he was going to get one in Memphis. Right. And he got cut out, so then he sold uh, the showboats immediately, I think. No, that was already defunct. That was already defunct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one about a two-year deal, one in a three-year deal. 83 to 85. USFL. Yeah. Donald Trump's really part of the reason it went away. He wanted to switch the league from the spring until the uh, to a fall league, and that uh, was the reason for that. Excellent, well, right. excellent thirty for thirty thing on the USFL. If I, you haven't seen it, oh okay. I, no, I hadn't seen it. You know, I I got to quit talking football. You know too much football. Well, I just I remember yeah. the USFL as a kid, and I thought it was really cool. I mean, it was yeah borderline successful, and honestly. Had Trump not pushed for the change to the fall, it, it may have actually done well. It may have yeah, survived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in those days, Memphis was, they was really filling the Liberty Bowl up for the showboats. And, but he had this uh, lodge and all down in uh, North Mississippi. Not Trump, Donovan. No, I'm talking about Donovan. Yeah, of course. And uh, he had animals. It was almost like a zoo and everything else he had there, you know it. And we had, I worked for the international paper at the time. Uh, and I could, we had land joining his place and, uh, I could, we could, from his place, I could look down and see his zoo and his animals. And I wasn't invited in, but I could see where our line joined is. I'd be looking at our timber and, uh, he had bird hunting and he had it all mowed out. You know, he'd bring, He'd bring businessmen down there, and they'd, you know, they'd have big business situations. So, uh, and he'd bring the showboats. I saw them coming in down there a couple of times. He had an Olympic pool down there. But You're talking about the football uh, team, not actual boats on the Mississippi River. Uh, uh, he, he would have if he could have. <laughs> he had the money pretty, to do that all. Yeah, that's pretty hill and pretty – it's uh, between Coffeville and the Interstate 55, and uh, it joins the uh, Holly Springs National Forest Branch it's south of uh, Holly Springs National Forest, the one that goes up to the Tennessee line almost, I think. So, anyway. And what kind of I exotic was, animals were there? Oh, my gosh. You know, he had everything like Coach Billy Brewer used to have a uh, peacock. You'd see a lot of peacocks down there. You'd see, you'd see a lot of, it looked like antelopes. You know, the closest I ever got was up on that hill. And you'd look down there and you'd see deer and you'd have, have them pinned up and have tops over them. You'd have all kind of stuff. And a bear too, stuff like that, you know. And he had a couple of guy, local guys from Coffeville that worked for him out there. And I know they uh, they were out there, and it wasn't winter time. And when you said hibernation a while ago, you hit on it. It's uh, these two guys that were working out there. They kept noticing the bear, and a bear when they go through hibernation, a lot of times it's because of they're not getting enough feed and food, and so they're getting ready to go into hibernation and they're their uh their all their all their inner structure of their makeup is changing and 
and they're so I would be blood pressure for us, but all that changes. So they kind of have and their own PMS. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what they do. And they go, you know, they have a walking hibernation. They even call it. They go through first when food is really scarce, but uh, and then they'll lay down periods, you know. So these two guys that he had working out there for him, and I, I know one was a college graduate. I knew another guy. And, and uh another one uh we worked out there i knew him also he wasn't a college graduate but should have had a lot of doggone common sense and they come coming by and they i don't think they were feeding them as good late in the fall it's not necessarily you know you think snow comes in and a bear go hibernate for the winter and all that yeah but it's more about the food source so they weren't feeding them real good i don't think and they were kind of walking and getting limp and laying around and one of those bears just laid down and it it was kind of hibernating laying on the ground and they wanted to get it inside the building that it was supposed to be in for the winter and they they were scared to go on in there with it and not real sure about it so they'd take a stick or something or a two before and push through the fence and lift a leg up and it would kind of move a little bit and fall back down on the ground and they were just kind of worried about how they were going to do it and they let it get worried they did that for about two weeks, and it never got up. So they determined the bear was dead, and they went and got a track. They got their track hoe. Mr. Donovan obviously had a good case, 500 uh, track hoe, back hoe out there with a, a bucket on the front and a, and a bucket to dig with on the back. And They slipped in the gate, and they scooped. They, well, first they went and dug a grave for this bear that was – probably in hibernation. He probably wasn't dead. And they, they scooped him up and they took the dog bear and they put him in the grave and they covered him up. Well, Mr. Donovan come down in about a two or three weeks or a month, you know, and he's wanting to know where that other bear is. And they said, well, we didn't want to bother you and call you and tell you, but the bear died. And he said, died. And I said, yes, Mr. Billy, he, the bear died. And we, we buried him. And, you know, we did the right thing. Was to, you know, we went on and buried him. And he said, that bear didn't die. He was hibernating. <laughs> Are y'all crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and so where'd you bury him? Dig him up quick. And they dug him up. But, of course, you know, when they hibernate and they're still breathing, you know, their heart rate is way down. But they're still breathing. <laughs> And when they dug him up, it, obviously you couldn't, uh, six foot under, you couldn't breathe. And, uh, I think Mr. Donovan wanted to fire him, but he still thought he was funny. They said he, they heard he laughed a lot later. He was telling people about it. But but anyway, I thought that was pretty unique that um, the caretakers of Donovan uh, Lodge <laughs> decided to bury a hibernating bear that uh, – they didn't know it was hibernating. They thought it was deceased. So, yeah, that's a funny anyway, story. That, a funny yeah, but that's, true story. It's a true story. Yeah, it's not one that you make up. Because everybody in nine counties knew about that one. You know, something terrible can happen. You don't know about it. But everyone knew about the hibernating bear story. And I would assume one of those people he had working had some kind of degree or something to work oh, with yeah, animals. Work with animals. Degree from Mississippi State. I don't, they didn't have their veterinarian school then, but, you know, obviously uh, being an agriculture school and cattle, they had plenty of cattle and stuff they raised at State. And 
and uh, his his daddy was also had a farm so but i guess they didn't farm bears huh so here in the yeah. south jerry if you had to guess dr short when would a yeah. bear start hibernating in our part of the world well you know in the smokies uh, it's probably october okay and it's because that's when the you know the acorns and the stuff that they actually eat and look for their self you know when they're in the wild they run out of those things and uh they start going into that hibernation and they'll hibernate and in, in, in yellowstone i've been out there before when they were hibernating and you won't see one they they go in for seven eight months out there all winter and uh you know they can't function their body functions completely shut down i was talking to a uh man in yellowstone a park ranger about it one time i said i you know i wanted to see the bears he's well you're not going to see any because they're completely shut down they don't even use the bathroom you know they do nothing they just shut their body shuts down and then when the snow starts melting uh and they can see outside and the grass starts getting a little green they open up and they, he told me they're just going like normal you know like nothing ever happened so I guess if you're a bear and you live to be 100 years old, you only realize 50 years of it, huh? Yeah, that is a very <laughs> amazing thing though, about nature that, that I, I had no idea that they sh- literally shut down, like you said. I, I, the whole I, function shut down, yeah. And, I, I don't you want know, to a bear's not the, I'm just, I don't want to interrupt, I mean, interrupt yeah, you, but you know, a bear's not the only animal that shuts down. There's a few more that'll hibernate, you know, uh, it live in really cold climate and where there's no food to eat mm-hmm. you know nature takes care of them that way and uh, <laughs> but that is a that is an unusual situation you know you just don't you don't think about that uh everything's shutting down and being able to shut down with a real low real low heartbeat and um not even using the restroom yep. so to speak yep so well i anyway. I have to use the bathroom, and I ain't shutting down. So we will continue talking with Jerry Short when we come back, and we don't want you to shut down, but you can go to the restroom. But make it quick. We'll be right back with the conclusion of today's Y'all Show. Stay with us. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. Way. It was so fast, and now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Download the app or text SKILL to 484848. Text SKILL to 484848 to try Babbel for free. That's S-K-I-L-L to 484848. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
moving expenses? There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Till the sun went down And then you'd fill him a jug And he'd pass it around Mighty, mighty please him Pack his corn squeeze White lightning Well, the team and team And grabbing mirrors too Searching for a place Where he made his brew They were looking, trying to book him But my pappy kept on cooking Back now for the final segment of this Monday, the Y'all Show, talking all things Southern with John Rawl. And we've got Jerry Short on, the teller of tales from Takapola Way. And our short stories continues here to wrap up this Monday edition. Jerry, what else you got on your very short sleeve? Well, uh, you know, I was in the timber business for 40 years or so. And um, back when I used to buy timber. Back when I used to buy timber, I was down in um, a county in, in the bluffs uh, facing the Mississippi Delta. And so uh, um, it's kind of rough country, really rough, really rough country in this county in particular, maybe one of the roughest in Mississippi. But I bought a, a big track of timber down there from an absentee landowner that lived in Chicago, they lived in the south side of Chicago, which is pretty rough there too, I think. But um I went down there to flag the lines for the logging crew I put down there to cut the timber. Yeah. And I was going down one line, and I kept finding – the only thing I could find was cedar. And, you know, I didn't really cruise the place. I walked through it and give my great expertise in what I was going to pay for it, thinking I was safe. And I found about five or ten acres of solid doggone uh, cedar timber. And I didn't have a market for cedar timber then, you know, and – so I was looking at it, and I thought, well, and then I got into some good timber, and I started the logging crew on the other side of the place. But I walked down in that cedar to see if there's going to be any hardwood logs in it before I flagged it off from not to use. And I walked up on a modern-day uh, whiskey steel. And, you know, my mother had told me about finding a whiskey steel when she was a little girl with her mom and daddy how those old ruffians that were putting that whiskey steel together scared them. And they, they hid behind the bushes and washed them in there as they was making their whiskey. And, you know, and I was, you know, I know all about whiskey steels and stuff, but I never had really walked up on one in use because it was kind of a thing of the past. Uh, this happened in about 2004. Hmm. And so I, um, I've decided to heck with it. I didn't have any timber in there of any value to me. So, I was going to come back with some flagging 
tape, some red flagging tape, and flag those that five, six, seven, eight acres of cedar off, and just let them keep going with their whiskey still if they wanted to. And I don't know, you know, they didn't seem to be worried. They, the day I went in there, they weren't working, but their corn and their sugar and their barrels, which they shouldn't use, aluminum barrels, that's a no-no. You know, they should use copper or something like that. And uh, they had all that covered. And so when I um, come back down there the next week, and we were logging. And I told the, the skitter operator, the guy running the skitter, dragging the log, uh, as he'd bring them to the deck to load up and haul out of the woods. Um, he told me, he said, Mr. Jerry, I got such a dang toothache. I just, he says, I need, I really need to go home. But the logging crew was coming about, uh, 70 miles away. And I said, is there any way? I said, I'll go get you some aspirins or something. He said, it's killing me. I just, I've never had such pain. This tooth's got to come out. And he said, well, I'll try. I said, well, look, I'm going down here, and I'm going to flag this area off. And I said, you come down there on a skitter, and you beep your horn when you get ready. Well, I go down there. And on I foot? Took a yeah, I walked down under the hill and walked over to it. And, and they were skidding, you know, up on the other side of the bluff. And I, I went down there, and uh, I walked in, and I brought my camera because I wanted to take some pictures of uh, of the whiskey steel. And it rained that morning, and it was a mist coming off of it all. So it was really kind of, you know, it made some great pictures. But, uh, and I still got them. But uh, I was looking around the whiskey still, you know. And as I was taking a picture, I heard somebody coming down the trail. And here come a guy carrying a five-pound bag of sugar on the shoulder. And he walked right up on me, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and both of us scared to death. And, uh, and then I said, <sighs> Come on. I said, I'm not going to bother you. I said, I'm cutting this timber, but, you know, I know you got this whiskey still down here under these uh, cedar trees, which had a really big canopy that protected them mm-hmm. and, and from the air or anywhere else. If anybody flew over, you couldn't see it. And they had a pond down there. And um, that's going to be the kind of the key to this making this whiskey. you got to have water, obviously, you know, and uh, you got to ferment all that stuff. And I talked to him a little while. He how, said, uh, "How did the uh-huh. situation not become too tense and a gun get pulled or something like that?" Well, you know what? Immediately, I said, "Look, I'm gonna leave you this alone for y'all." And he looked at me and he said, "You are." And I said, "Look, I, I, y'all don't have any timber down here. I won't. I'm not y'all's operation can go right on. We're not even gonna look down here." And then he said, uh, "He told me about the whiskey operation they were making, and he asked." He said, you want a drink and taste it? Well, I'd already seen the pond they were getting the water out of, and I'd seen the operation. <laughs> and I wouldn't have drank it if it had been lemonade. But, really? Uh, oh, it was, ter- it was terrible. And, uh, you know, it's one of people, you know, people do die occasionally if, if they run it through a radiator or something like that to make corn whiskey. But they wasn't running it through a radiator. They had those uh, – 55 gallon drums and i'm not sure they were cleaning he had the whole grain corn was all stacked up and they had the sugar and you know they got to make yeast out of all that stuff and you go you got to get that ball in and they had the boiler set up you know where it would boil the water i think i need to get up to maybe 150 to, no no i don't think that about 150 degrees i believe i remember him telling don't ask me i've never made shine <laughs> but, but Look, it's it's lucrative, man. When he started telling me about it, and 
what they did, uh, he said this, he said, let me tell you, and this was about 10 in the morning because I had to go a long ways to get down there. And he had just come up about 10, 30, 11. And he drove from the other side of the state, almost Alabama line. And I said, gosh, you drive a long ways for this, don't you? And he said, it's the best job I ever had in my life. He said, you know, I can make over a hundred dollars a day just, just in a uh, five, six hours. As long as I stay here and keep that hot water going over that whole corn, they got to stir it or it'll, uh, I think it'll, in the bottom of the uh, boiler that's boiling, it'll stick and it'll burn the corn wheel and it won't go through the fermentation right when they bring it out and they put it over and it won't make the yeast. You got to get that starch out of that whole shell corn Mm -hmm. to turn it into sugar and to make good white lightning from what I understand. But anyway, um, he said, this is the best job I ever had. And I said, well, I'm not going to mess your job up. You know, what was it? He had to come by a store that was a relative of the people I'd bought the land from. And I don't know why that guy didn't tell me because I stopped in and got a Coke one time. It was just a little old store out of nowhere, you know. And why he didn't tell me is a, a whiskey still down there. Well, whose land but was it? It was somebody kin to him that lived in Chicago. Oh, okay. The guy that had the store. And the people, too. And I think the guy that had the store was running the moonshine because the Chicago people probably never came down there. They never went out in there. And um, so what uh, – anyway, he uh, he showed me through the whole deal. And I looked up at the pond, and the pond levee was right behind where the water – had a water hose, like in your yard. And they were siphoning the water down to run it through the uh, – where they were boiling the water to get to uh, to mix the yeast together, you got to make that yeast at the end, and that got to go through a fermentation and all that kind of stuff to make whiskey, and that turns into whiskey. Whiskey is a waste product of that fermentation, I think. And uh, in, anyway, I asked him, "Well, what's the price on it?" And that was back then, and he said, "Local twenty dollars a gallon." And we take it to Chicago for $60 a gallon. And I've heard people not too long ago that had to steal told me that they got $100 a gallon now in Chicago. Hmm. And it's just a gallon jug. And the jugs were not clean. And I went up on that pond levee and I looked at that water. A couple of snakes swimming around in it. And it had, uh, it had green slime all over it. And they were sucking that water out to use hey boiling the water up to 150 degrees okay but still where that water was coming from one day and then they run it through a cloth maybe uh if you want to make a lot i think you could probably use a pillar case or something like that but he had an old dirty rag over the gallon uh jugs and it would drip down in it and uh so about that time i heard my horn blowing from my skitter operator And uh, he come down, and I hollered at him. I said, come on up in here. And the whiskey that he'd offered me to drink, the guy on the skitter, I said, you got a toothache. You want, you want a shot of white lightning? And he said, where are you going to get us? Follow me on back up here. And the guy was up there, and we went on in the woods there. And he got he, – he, he took him a big drink of that dog stuff. And I guarantee you it was 150, 180% proof, you know. And it, after it filtered into the gallon jugs, after it fermented, 
it probably was 180 proof. That guy told me he thought it was 200, but I don't believe it could be that much. But it, normally 100 would probably be what you'd buy at a store, 105, 108, I think. But anyway, the a skitter operator took a big shot of it and took a little cup with him. And really? So, yeah, he, he drank it on a skitter, and I didn't care. I wanted him. I didn't want to haul him to the dentist or anything that day. And so. Me and that guy talked, and we went through it, and I watched all that bubble up and watched it settle down, watched him stir it, and he had, seemed like he added about five pounds of sugar and, and that boiling water. And he had to let it set for an hour and let it cool, and then he'd run that old dirty, cool water over. Then he would drip through that uh, filter uh, rag into that gallon jug, and the jugs were not that clean, but the the water, you know, it, it looked clear as it went in, which by then it was whiskey, you know, it was... It was whiskey. Then they let it sit there, uh, I think, three or four more days before they move it. And they cover it and they keep it warm. And, you know, I, I should have been a, a white lightning maker after that lesson. But uh, <laughs> after I got through uh, and I told him, I, I, I was taking pictures with him there. And I said, you mind? Let me take a picture of this over here. I said, nobody ever said And he, we'd got to be pretty fair friends. <laughs> and he said, now, don't get me in the picture. And I said, I won't. You won't be in the photo. And he stepped aside, and I'd take a picture, and he held a sack of corn out and a sack of sugar out and stuff. And so I walked back up to where the logger was, and the logger was up there, and and, and he'd come up on the skitter, then the skitter came up, and the driver did. And he got off all smiles and happy. And I said, how's that tooth? And he said, not a pain one. He said, I could work till midnight if I had to. <laughs> I, hadn't got a, I hadn't got the first pain. So anyway, I said, look, the guy's down there, and I'm sure he don't care. He'll give you some. But y'all do it in the afternoon on your way home, please, if you want to take some with you. Because I, he, he told me to tell you he'd, he'd give you some if you wanted some. Because they were getting $20 there and 40 in Chicago then, or 60 I think. And, and uh but today, someone told me a hundred. But anyway, that is uh, my experience uh, with a whiskey steel, and um, and and the people that run whiskey steels. And uh, if you treat them good, they'll treat you good. I guess is a moral to that story. Well, the the guy who you ran upon who was making the whiskey told you it was the best job he had ever had well did he ever tell you any other jobs he had prior to being a whiskey maker <laughs> well i know he was uh a town called stark vegas or starkville and uh he had to drive over to the mississippi delta edge it was a bluff looking down at the delta yeah south like uh mm, if you ever heard of lexington area down in that area mm -hmm. and so he drove that uh three or four to five days a week because you've got to stay on top of it and stir it and you've got to keep that temperature right and then you have to cool it down. You know, the fermentation of the thing, um, and I don't know everything it is about, it's a lot of chemistry involved in some fermenting, I think. And uh, so you get down to where it's like a, it's almost like a plankton, a one cell item. But, uh, it, it, you know, and in bread, you know, bread will ferment and build yeast and all, and it'll rise. But it doesn't uh, It doesn't go as far as you do to make whiskey. Whiskey is a waste product. And what I understand, he said we're not supposed to use the first part that comes through the whiskey that we make. 
because that's bad and that could actually i think that's where the poison would be if you were using inferior products in your whiskey still mm -hmm. and then the end of it they don't use either because i guess it settles in the bottom would be my thought they use the middle part but i think he was using it all and uh but anyway, it uh, it was it was a very interesting uh, situation all the way around because you know I I'd always been scared and as a kid seen movies with Robert Mitchum like Thunder Road you know where you'd run whiskey from Nashville down um, uh, to Memphis and things like that and then Burt Reynolds did a White Lightning show over in Arkansas and, and you know it's always always those old rough guys with overalls shooting at you. And I think that's how NASCAR got started, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Party it's, it's one of our yeah. things across the entire South. We, we we like to think that it might be something only done in the mountains of Kentucky and places like that. Appalachian but, country. But, but yeah. it's all over, and especially if there's, over. A, if there's a creek and some brush that can hide your making of the operation. We, we, we've actually said twice in the last two months here on the show where they've discovered whiskey stills way down in brett Favre's hometown of kiln mississippi they make oh, it yeah. way down there so yeah it's it's a maybe the south pastime jerry short thank you for this i'm glad we got our chemistry talk in with you on this week's edition oh yeah it's one of my uh, top scores in uh, elementary was chemistry i think well maybe you should have taken that into making some shine along the way thank you you yeah. have a good rest of your week sir Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be looking forward to it. All right, Jerry Short, the Teller of Tales from Takapola. Well, that will conclude our show today. I want to remind you, coming up on the Tuesday, y'all, we're going to have a great conversation about a new show that is on the INSP channel called State Plate. And we're going to have a producer from that show, Mary Beth McClellan, will be coming on to tell us about State Plate, where they feature five southern states on this season's episode. So, Hold on for that on the Tuesday show. Plus, we'll have our look around college football and more. That's all tomorrow on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Thanks for listening. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. 
there. I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more.